Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. Welcome back. Our special guest today is John Follis. John is based in New York in the US of A. He co-founded one of the top uh, advertising agencies in Madison Avenue. He's been voted one of the best ad guys in New York. That's pretty special. And he was honoured at the White House for a very successful public service campaign. But get this, he was fired four times in the first eight years of his career. Welcome, John. That's, uh, hey, that's a good rap sheet. Yeah. Hey, guys. Th- thanks for uh, having me on your show. And so, John, you're here today to talk about the top five tips for being the best at your profession. So let's start with tip number one. What do you got for us? Well, um, if you want to be the best, I think you have to surround yourself with the best. For example, um, I wanted to be the best in advertising, which is why I went to the best place, which most people know is Madison Avenue. That's kind of the mecca for the advertising business. So uh, that's very important, regardless of what your career is. I think you have to go to where the best people are. I mean, you know, they say the best place, you know, there's an old saying that says the best place to, you know, open your store is right next to the competitor. Uh, you know, does that, does, does that still hold true in, 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 in everything? You know, like you opened up in Madison Avenue, you know, to be next to all the big agencies. Well, I guess one reason it's the best is because it's, and one probably factors into the reason I got fired as many times as I did is what you just touched on, the competitiveness of it. It, it is probably the most competitive city to work in, and the ad business has to be one of the most competitive industries to work in. So that that com- combination, I think, uh, really forces the, the cream to rise to the top one way or the other. In my okay. case, it was in my case, it was the other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just explore that because that, that, I like that idea. You know, just, just in that industry, has it changed? Has digitization changed that? Has it made the, the competitiveness higher and faster and the speed of change a lot different? Well, nothing changes the competitiveness. That's just the nature of, of the industry and the nature of the city. But certainly, it changed the media landscape uh, incredibly. And, you know, I was, I experienced that. But when you, when you just talk about the nature or the essence of the business, um, any business that involves billions of dollars, big egos and creativity, you know, is going to be a pretty competitive, interesting business to be in. Okay. So, John, so now you've surrounded yourself with the best. What is your tip number two for being the best in your profession? To be focused. I think you uh, have to constantly push to be the best. It takes stamina. It takes perseverance. And it takes uh, the ability to overcome the curveballs that are going to be thrown your way. So it's, it's an ongoing process. 
Okay, I, you know I agree with that one hundred percent. But how do you how do you weed out the distractions, John, uh, to to remain focused? What what's your, what's some ideas around that? Uh, well, sometimes it's just going to be you, you're going to be distracted. I mean, regardless of what you do, there are going to be distractions. Um, when I got kept getting fired, that was a pretty big distraction. <laughs> yes, I reckon. And. Uh, Suddenly, I had to kind of re- recalibrate things and readjust uh, because uh, it 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 really was not something that I was expecting. Uh, for the most part, maybe maybe one of them was you could kind of see the writing on the wall. But the, I don't care how well you prepare yourself, you're gonna you're gonna run into distractions, and and the idea is to um, just try to refocus, you know, and and just realize like. Uh, I'm a creative person, so my my ticket for admission in an ad agency was how good my portfolio was. So an example of what I'm talking about is just to be constantly, you know, the analogy is constantly sharpening your sword, right? Uh, so when you go into battle, you're, you're going to win. So I was co- just constantly trying to improve my work, never, never realizing that it was as good as it can be. I was feeling that it could be better. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> the old Kaizen, con- continuous improvement. Okay. Well, what's tip number three then, John? Uh, not to get discouraged because there are going to be times where you're going to be um, facing very difficult situations. And your ability to succeed is a direct result on how well you're able to deal with those disappointments. You know, in my case, being fired. I mean, in the advertising business, there's a saying that you can't be any good if you haven't been fired at least once. (laughs) Which then, by that logic, means I'm I'm extremely good. Can I ask you a question there? So you say don't be discouraged, but I, my experience with a lot of creatives as opposed to, you know, account management, but creatives is that they, I, I think they get very sensitive about criticism, you know, you know and, and, and I guess you having risen to the top, have, did you find a way to, to, to disregard the criticism and, and not let it discourage you? Uh, over the long term, yes. I mean, when you present your work to a creative director and he tells you it sucks, it's impossible not to feel a little bit discouraged by that. When you get fired, it's difficult not to get discouraged by that. But the key is not to not get discouraged the key is to not stay discouraged that's a great distinction and so so now you've got you know you you've done all this you focused you you're not discouraged what's your tip number four realize that sometimes to achieve your goal or to achieve success uh the path to that success may not be what you think it is so um you may have to, at some point, when you hit a roadblock, realize that you have to make a pivot. That you can't, and that's that's a hard thing to know whether to try to go through the roadblock or to realize that you have to find another way around. And and so singular focus, you know, yes, you've got to focus on being the best in your profession, but 
you know, I, you know, currently, I guess my view is that young people just have that singular focus and, and try and jump over all the roadblocks without actually acknowledging that they can go around it. Right, right. Yeah. You know, you, and, and it's some, you know, maybe it comes with age or experience or trial and tribulation, you know? I mean, it took me getting fired four times to realize that maybe I shouldn't continue to try to get a job at a big agency. Yeah. Maybe what I should do, uh, because I was not good at politics. And in order to succeed in that environment, you can't just be talented. You have to be good at office politics. And and uh, I didn't realize that really until I started realizing that after the uh, maybe the, the third time I got fired, which is when I started freelancing. So that that was kind of a pivot. To realize that uh, there's another way to stay in my business and achieve success. Okay, so you, you mentioned that word freelancing. What's your opinion on the world today with the gig economy? I mean, it, it appears that freelancing is is ruling everything, or that as they're calling it, the gig economy around the world. Well, it's nothing new. I mean, the gig economy. There, there's, uh, I think, a guy named Daniel Pink wrote a book about that 20 years ago. So it's really not a new idea. It's just that more people have been forced to do it because of the pandemic, I think. I think that changed the landscape a lot. And people didn't even know, people who didn't know what Zoom was were suddenly, you know, making their living on Zoom. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> the magic pivot word uh, has been the theme for the last two, three years, hasn't it? Really, for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, uh, if you if you research it, I think the, this guy named Dan Daniel Pink wrote a book about. Uh, it might have even been called the gig gig economy, and I think he wrote that. It might have been the late nineties. Yeah. Okay. Bring us home with your last tip. John, what have you got? Well, I, I think finally you have to realize that you succeed in direct proportion to the amount that you help others succeed. So it's it's not all about you and your success and how much money you're making. At the end of the day, it's going to be about how much you can help the guy who's sitting across the desk deciding whether he should give you a job thinks you can help him succeed, right? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I, I love that concept of... Uh helping others to help yourself or helping, um, you know, it's kind of a use, almost a universal law, isn't it? It is, but I'm not sure everyone realizes that. And I mean, in the, in the, the dog-eat-dog competitiveness of the ad world, um, and, and a lot of business today, um, you know, I think that's, that's great advice because people forget that along the way. They do, yeah, you they know? do. I, paying it and forward. And you can't, you, you know, long, this may be number six, I don't know, but, um it, it kind of goes along with that. You you can't kind of cheat your way to be successful. I mean, you could try to, but over the long term, I think it's going to come back to hurt you. So I could think of a, I could think I could think of a couple of examples of of that. So you've got to have a good moral base and uh, ethical standards to work by, live by. Um, you don't have to be a saint, Lindsay, but um, you know, you you can't you can't really uh, step on other people. Or, or really cut corners and 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 have any real success in the long term. And you know, everyone just you know, here's the other thing. Everyone define has a different different definition of what success is, right? To Donald Trump, it's about how rich he is and how many people um say his name in a day. I, you know? I like that definition actually. What's that? I like that definition of how many people say his name in a day. Yeah. Well, do you think I'm right? 
<laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. No, no, I think it's a great definition. That's why I said I, yeah. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, that's that's certainly not my definition. So, you know, everyone has their definition, uh, but almost regardless of what their definition is, I think in the long term, as I think Mr. Trump may soon be finding out, um, that you, you can only um, lie and cheat so much before it catches up with you. Yeah, heartily agree. So, um, John, one of my jobs on this podcast is to keep us to time, and we are almost out of time. Should our listeners want to get in touch with you uh, and explore more about what you've been up to or talk more about your top five, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, probably my website, which is pretty easy. It's just uh, my last name followed by Inc, I-N-C. So that would be Follis, F-O-L-L-I-S. INC.com. Too easy. Perfect. Thank you very much, John. And uh, thank you to Lindsay Adams, my co host. This is Rail Bricker signing off for another edition of the Top Five Podcast.